the pursuit of wild game is eternal. Whether it's countless hours studying topo maps or planting food plots in the summer, there is no off-season. This episode of the What Off-Season podcast is brought to you in part by our sponsors, Rec Broadheads, which are proudly made here in the USA. Founded and operated by a father and son duo whose passion for archery pushed them to design and manufacture a more reliable broadhead. From their patented spring lock technology and their fixed to expandable modular platform, they simply produce results when failure isn't an option. Rec Broadheads is offering listeners of the show 15% off when using code WHATOFFSEASON15. That is in all caps. So WHATOFFSEASON15. So check them out at recbroadheads.com. That's R-E-K broadheads.com and all your favorite social media platforms. Uh, I got Nick with uh, the Dirty Rope Co. and then Brandon with Top Flight Outdoors today. Uh, you guys want to introduce yourselves? What's going on, guys? Uh, this is Dirty Rope Co. And I'm Nick. Um, I'm Brandon. I run the Top Flight. I mostly post videos. And I do a little bit of photography, too. Yeah, man. I mean, Brandon, I saw, uh, I mean, that's kind of how you and I connected, right? And then, and then ultimately how I also connected with you, too, Nick. Uh, you post some pretty some pretty epic stuff. I mean, you got some really great footage on, you know, especially when it comes to waterfowl, because that's not the easiest thing in the world to uh, photograph and video. And, and you got some pretty good freaking videos, man. I appreciate that a lot. So what, what camera setup are you running? Um, during last season, I ran a, a Canon 90D. Um, this season or this summer, I just bought a Sony A7 III. Uh, nice. And yeah, it, I like it. I like switch to Sony just because the videos are a lot better. The video quality is just a lot better. I feel like. Yeah. But I I still rock with my 90D. Yeah. I still love that camera. Now, what are you using for still shots? Uh, the 90 day. That's what yeah. I use mostly for the photography side of things. Yeah. Cause I mean, you know, you, you talk to a lot of people who do like videography and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm slowly starting getting into, uh, trying to start filming my, my hunts going to start off with the deer stuff at first, just because it's seems to be a little bit easier self filming that way. Um, but the more and more and more research I've done on just filming in general, when it comes to hunts, like people hate filming <laughs> waterfowl. Oh, I'm hunts. in love with it. Cause there's so much, it. there's so much stuff going on, you know, um, in order to be able to get that good shot. And, and, you know, I'm definitely impressed with a lot of the stuff that, that you post. That's for, that's for dang sure. Now, Nick, obviously, you know, um, you know, super excited about our partnership, uh, offering the customers of offering the listeners of, of what off season 15% off, off your lanyards. But, you know, obviously, I'm rocking the lanyard, and the cool thing that I really like is the fact that they're custom-made as well as being able to help you out. You know, you can custom-make them by colors and, and everything like that. So, you know, how did you get into uh, how did you get into that? Well, actually, Brandon used to do this as when he was, like, younger, and he just, after, like, a goose hunt, he was like, you should really try making lanyards, and I just tried it once, and so it was really easy, so I just and I just got more and more into it, and now it's just I made Instagram and you know the fact that I could get a custom piece and you know it come out right 
is you know something that's pretty exciting for me, uh, which is why I ultimately bought your product. And then you know, and then uh, after that, and after I got it in hand, was was pretty cool that we were able to kind of start a little partnership on that aspect, which I thought was pretty awesome. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so obviously, you know, I know you guys do a little bit more than just than just waterfowl hunting, but you know, on this episode, I haven't gotten to do a whole bunch of waterfowl episodes, and it's something that I'm I'm super passionate about. Something I did for a long time, and then kind of stopped doing it. It got a little crazy around my area, and you know, we were hunting a lot of public land, and you know, it was all of a sudden I got peppered like three times and three three hunts back to back from people who just didn't know what the heck they were doing. <laughs> setting up too close and i just got to the point i was like you know what screw it i ain't got time for all this and uh and stopped duck hunting for probably shoot probably 10 years almost and then uh started back into it about about three years ago and now it's i'm finding excuses to hide and finding places to hide more freaking decoys every week i feel like from my wife <laughs> but um you know, so so waterfowl. How did you guys get into waterfowl hunting? I mean, I know you guys live next to each other, um, so I'm sure you guys do some waterfowl hunting together. But you know, Nick, Brandon, how did you know you guys both tell your story on how you guys got into duck hunting? Well, actually, I I started off with a uh, my first ever hunt was my dad's friend asked me to go on a youth day deer hunt rifle season, and uh, I just I killed my first buck and I actually sent it to Brandon and I was like, I got a deer. And he was like, that's awesome. And then we were, he was just talking on the phone and he asked me if I wanted to go goose hunt with him. And I said, absolutely. And then that's where it started for me. Yeah. So Brandon, you kind of got, you got Nick into, into doing some waterfowl. Yep. Um, I, I got in it when I was really young. Um, I got these decoys. Uh, they're Bigfoot decoys off Facebook marketplace. They were like $7 for each decoy. I bought about a dozen of them. And me and my dad went out, and I shot my first goose on the second or third hunt. And ever since then, I'm I'm completely hooked. Yeah. There's there's nothing I would rather do. You know, it's it, it's nice because I'm mainly an archery hunter. You know, and for me, my my season for deer starts here in like 34 days. Uh, but duck season doesn't really start. You know how it is. It doesn't really start until you hit like December. Yeah. And so normally by the time that I am that duck season has come around, you know, I've normally have, you know, a couple deer in the freezer, you know, and it's like, I don't really need to duck hunt any, any really need to deer hunt anymore. There's, I don't really need to kill more meat than that my family can consume. And so, you know, normally, you know, I get, by the time duck season gets here, you know, I'm, I'm ready to put, put the bow away, get out of the tree stand for a little bit and, and do a little bit more focused on whitetail hunt on, uh, on waterfowl hunting, which is, yeah, there's something about just cutting up with your buddies while you're throwing decoys and embracing the suck on the worst weather day where everybody thinks you're crazy for even leaving to go out. But you know that's that's the day that those ducks are gonna are gonna be flying. Those those real ducky days are the ones that everybody's laughing at you for leaving the house in the first place. Yeah, some of my best memories are probably the worst hunts just with buddies. Yeah, just right? just cutting up, having a good time, and just and that's all that's about really, just having a good time out there. Yeah. No, I agree entirely, man. It's uh, last year. Was it last year? Or it might have been the year before that. I went, I went hunting with a buddy of mine, and I never shot a wood duck. It was my first wood duck I'd killed, which is funny because most of the time that's people's like first duck they ever kill. You know, is yeah, go to the timber hole and and kill a and kill a daggum wood duck. But I never killed one, and and I shot one, and it flew across 
way it came in, we were hunting this little uh, little river, and it came across and it went on the other side of the river. Well, they sent the dogs, and the dogs like could not find it. They refused <laughs> to get across the river, and then it was pretty it was pretty steep up the, the embankment to be able to get up there, mm-hmm. uh, and the dogs just wouldn't do it. And I was like, guys, it's it's really not that big of a deal. My buddy is, you know, he he stripped down to his daggum skivvies and swam across the daggum creek to go over to find my daggum duck. And it, it was the funniest thing in the world, man. And and that's an experience, you know, like like you said, memory-wise, that I'll never forget. You know, this yeah. freaking cold day, and, and my buddy's out there in the skivvies killing a, going to find a duck that I shot, <laughs> not, not one that he even shot. <laughs> you know, with waterfowl, you know what I mean? You guys are obviously on the eastern flyway, just like me. I'm obviously on the very, very, very south side, so he, they get super educated by the time they hit my ass, by the time they hit Florida. <laughs> yeah. You know, they've get, seen every daggum mojo decoy and spinning decoy there is by the time they get to me. So, you know, I'm sure the hunting style up there is is just different from, from what I get to hunt. So, you know, kind of give me some of the style that you guys are, are, are doing your hunting at. Well, most uh, we usually hunt geese in fields. Um. Most of the time we're hunting residents, so we don't need to put out like like if you go down to Texas, they put out like over a hundred dozen decoys. We don't really need to do that here. We probably throw out what ten ten dozen if that, and we just go out there. Our limit's only one, so we don't really get to have too much fun during the non-resident season. More, more of the memories that we make. Wow, so you can only kill one goose? Yeah, not the, our uh, our resident season. We're allowed eight per person, but that's only a 15 days. If you're on our side, and then you go across the bridge, it's to the 25th. You're allowed eight. And they have five after the resident. But season. then they took away our November, and so now it's just December, and then like half of January because January is like split up, and you're only allowed to kill one. Which I mean, that kind of sucks on our end because we absolutely love getting out there and chasing them. But it kind of it kind of sucks when you're only allowed to shoot one. Yeah, I mean that's crazy to me. So there are certain times of the year that you guys are allowed to shoot eight, and then other times you're only allowed to shoot one. Yeah, only September you're allowed to shoot eight. It's a resident season, and then the other times you're just regular. The resident okay. that's the birds. So do you guys have like a conservation goose hunt like they have out in the West? Like I know in like you know, the Midwest snow they goose. had that, yeah they had that conservation snow goose hunt. Do you guys have yeah. anything like that? Yeah, it's uh, it's in the springtime for us. It's what is it? It's like it's till like a March. It's, it's until April. Close yeah. to turkey when turkey season. Starts. It's like right before turkey season starts. Cause that's always I've always been wanting to do it just because it's like. You, you uh, see that's, that's probably our favorite too. Definitely game changer. Yeah, I mean, is it like it? I know it is like in Arkansas. You know, there's no you can use electrical collars. You can use extended tubes. I mean, it's just pretty much all melee. Try to kill as many as you absolutely can. Is it the same? Yeah, so I don't know if they changed it this year because they were talking about it, But uh, for not the conservation season, for that, you're not allowed to use an e-collar for yeah. snows. But during the conservation season, you're allowed to use anything. But they were talking about changing that. But Now, do you guys get, you know, what are you getting a lot of snow geese up there or is it mainly all just Canadian? Uh, about, like, December – through february December, yeah. yeah december we get a lot usually it just depends some day some like last year they all came in february mostly january end of january february yeah yeah it depends how up north is really yeah well and it's funny early or not you know because a lot of times like what i've noticed is you know they start to come down and then 
you know, the weather doesn't really get, I mean, don't get me wrong. It gets cold up where you guys are at, but not really cold enough to push them further South. So, I mean, a lot of times, like by the time, I mean, not for geese for, cause we don't get, we all the geese that we really have are pretty much resident birds. Uh, yeah. But you know, when it comes to the ducks in general, I feel like a lot of times they get, you know, kind of to where you guys are at in Maryland, they get to like Virginia, maybe like Tennessee, South Carolina. And they're like, guys, the weather's great here. There's no reason for us to keep going south. Yeah. yeah. You know, and all of a sudden I'll get full plumed out freaking teal come flying back through in February. You know, I think it was a couple of years ago. It was March and I had a full plumed out. I was fishing. I had a full plumed out freaking blue, uh, blue wing teal just like sitting in the intercoastal. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? You know, they're, they're not resident birds. You know, it was one of those things. I was just, yeah. you know, it's so interesting to see, you know, for us. You know, that, that early teal season for us is so interesting because a lot of times those birds have already already gone. By the time it hits early teal season for us, half the time they're already, you know, down in the in the islands further south. And then, you know, it was funny. I was looking at some of the some of the management areas. They do a pretty good job on posting what gets killed. And a lot of times the, the best teal season a lot of times for us is December when they're coming back north. That's crazy. Uh, so it's just, it's super different for us up here. Uh, really? So are y'all on the, are y'all more towards the east or the west? East. So y'all are in the east and then they, what do they consider like Westminster, like the west side? The yeah, west kind of. That whole side, it's like certain parts that you can kill five for a person. It's, it's like really, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense really. Yeah. But it's like, it's like Maryland's like cut up. Most of it's one. But then you have some counties that are allowed five, and some some counties could even hunt in March. Oh wow, yeah, that's crazy. Now, do you obviously you know you guys are doing majority of of goose hunting, but I'm a, are you guys doing any uh any regular you know ducks also? Oh yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. So what kind of uh what kind of duck hunting are you guys doing? Um, and usually in October when our season starts, we'll go after wood ducks mainly because that's really what's around. Yeah. Um. And then towards occasional in the field. yeah, occasional mallards. Yeah. And then towards November, uh, shoot, December, we'll get a couple. We'll get some mallard feeds going, and then we'll go try to get them in black ducks. And then what is it? Middle of January. Yeah. End of January. That's when everything starts to show up. Of course, right. at the end of the season. That's what I'm like saying. I, they get to y'all, and they're like, "I have no reason to even come come to me." Yeah, we had a real good hunt. Uh, we went to this one spot. We had a really good uh, widgeon shoot. Last we killed some widgeons, some black ducks. Uh, nice. Buffalo heads. And, what yeah, merganser. Yeah, merganser. That was it. What kind of merganser? A hooded. A hooded? I oh, mean, I don't know why I love them damn things. <laughs> I know. <laughs> shittiest, <laughs> shittiest little bird out there, man. No. Everybody, like, laughs, and I think it's hilarious. Like, I named my boat Murgy Waters just for shits and giggles. <laughs> um... You know, it's it's one of those things, you know, you see you hunt around here and there's so many hooded mgansers. It's it's ridiculous that, you know, most of the time when we're hunting the salt marsh is where we do a lot of our you know, the cool thing about Florida is it's so it's kinda so different. It's all over the place, you know, mostly a lot of salt marsh obviously that we're hunting on the um east coast. Then you go over to the west coast, you're doing a little bit more diver hunts over there in the Gulf. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, kind of in the crotch of Florida. And then if you go further south, you're hunting more in the bay, but still diver hunts, but a little bit different. Um, last year, they had a really good pintail shoot. Uh, pintail population getting killed down in Tampa area, which was pretty cool. 
Um, it's kind of nice, you know, by the time, you know, when the, yeah, it sucks because bluebills, we can only kill one bluebill for the first half of the season. And then we can switch up and kill two in the back half of the season, which is silly. Um, but it's funny. A lot of times they'll come through and, you know, I'll hunt them here. And then my buddy in Tampa, who's a, who's a guy down there, he's like, dude, they still aren't to me yet. And it'll be about two weeks after they come to me that he finally starts seeing them show up. Uh, but you end up getting a lot more redheads on the on that side than we do over here. And then the whole center of the state, man, especially around that like central Florida, like Orlando area, there's so many little individual lakes that just just hold so many birds. That's a lot of diver hunting around here. You know, we don't really have much of a good mallard shoot unless it's a lot of those local birds. We don't have very many, uh, you know, true migratory mallards yeah. that, that roll through a lot, but. Last year we had a pretty good – I've never shot a black duck, but last year we had a, a good little bit on the east coast of some spoonies, which is which is pretty cool. Uh, oh, man, you need to come to Maryland. All you shoot is black ducks. Really? Oh, my God. You it's go out in the marsh, loaded. and it's loaded with black. That's all you see. I really see some black duck teal. Yeah. We shoot so many of them. Sometimes we'll just pass them up when they come in. Well, like, we'll just pass them up. Just, so, that's all that's around Black here. ducks the way I look at them are ganser. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's crazy to me. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know what's going on. It's tough. You know, a couple of years, you know, and I think it's just a combination of the times, you know, now that ice eaters and all these things are coming out that, you know, I don't feel like it's forcing these ducks to, you know, like I said, you know, to keep them coming further south. Yeah. But I know, I mean, shoot, it used to be nothing for us to go out and, you know, you could pick pick what you can pick all drakes out of teal coming by and just shoot what you wanted and now it's like you know you're scrounging to hit a limit on dabblers around here um you know you can hit you can kill a you know you can hit a limit on divers relatively easy come come season but you know if you really want to go hit a bunch of puddle ducks it's definitely uh a lot more effort and a lot more a lot more uh, scouting goes into it than it did about 10 years ago. I know that. I mean, scouting, we scout probably 90%, and we hunt 10. We, I love to scout. I don't know why. It's just I love finding the birds. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a lot of it, right? You know, unfortunately for, you know, for me, we don't have as, you know, we're not field hunting. So most of the scouting you got to do around here is getting in the boat and driving. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's usually here. We don't get. Uh, a lot of ducks in fields around here I don't get really cold enough for them um last year i was fortunate enough i sh- uh i had a pretty good uh field with uh mallards in it and we went out and we killed a few nice. and that was the first time i probably killed a mallard in a field in probably like three years was really? last year and that was in october which i mean that's a resident but still i mean that's pretty cool to shoot a couple greenheads in a uh, bean field at that now how many mallards can you guys kill uh two on your on your waterfowl stuff that you're doing, um, you guys hunt a lot of salt marsh, or you know, whenever you guys are trying. Yeah, to... pretty much. I mean, it, it depends. If we right across from our house, we have this little creek, and we just go across the street and we'll shoot probably what ten wood ducks at yeah. a time. That play, it's like loaded with wood ducks. Really? And then yeah. We'll go out towards uh, Nanticoke, or I don't know. You probably don't know, but it's called Deal Island. We go around there a lot, and we'll go to. Elliot's Island, that has some okay hunting. It, de- yeah. it depends on the weather, really, where we go. Yeah. Now, what's your uh, wood duck limit? Uh, three. Three, yeah. So that's 
seems to be very similar from from what you guys have to, to what I have when it comes to limits. Just we don't get a lot of those birds <laughs> that even come down here. You know, it's funny. Um, I have a uh, we uh, recently got a got a dog in January. Uh, well, he was born in January, and we were trying to figure out what what retriever breed I wanted. You know, I really wanted to get a. You know, I was thinking about getting a lab, but everybody's got a lab and ended up going with a uh, Chesapeake Bay Retriever. So uh, a breed that's obviously kind of founded up there where you guys are at. And there's not many of them down here. So we actually had to drive way up north so for us to even be able to get them, uh, which, which has been fun. He's not, I don't think he's going to be ready to hunt this year, but I'm hoping that next year he'll be, uh, he'll be ready. Do you guys have to watch out for your dogs in the water down there? From the so gators? for gators, yes. Um, yeah. There's a lot of places that, you know, this will probably be the last year that I get to hunt him because, you know, after, after this year, you know, when he's really ready to start hunting, um, there's a lot of my number one spots, to be honest with you, are just slap a load of gators. And unfortunately, mm. I, I can't, I can't bring them, you know? Yeah. Um, and then it's tough too, because, you know, if not, you know, you're hunting a lot of the salt marsh, which, you know, with oysters, you know, they just tear their feet up and, you know, so it's just... It's tough hunting around here, man, especially with a dog. You know, you just got to pretty much realize that if you want to hunt with your dog and watch your dog work, that there's a chance that you just might have to not be really where the ducks are at. And you just have to be willing to kind of take that, maybe not shoot as many ducks in order to be able to, you know, enjoy the experience of, of watching. Yeah, yeah. So, now do you guys have have dogs out there? You do? I, uh, my buddy has a black lab. His name is Benelli. And that dog, he can fucking work. Yeah. He, he he's a big boy too, and he runs. Is that the one the that you guys posted a video of the other day? Uh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw him. I was like, ah, that's a big old dog right here now. Yeah, he's a big boy. <laughs> he's, a beast, he, he's on a diet right now though. So this season he'll be a little, a little bit slim, better in shape, but slim, slim, slimming down a little bit. Yeah, he's a beast with. though. That's and how old is he? He's two, two or three, I believe. Good lord, yeah, he's a big man. Yeah, so that's a, that's exactly that. Good lord, that's funny. <laughs> you know, so you, we kind of talked about your goose spread when it comes to ducks, but you know, is there are you, are you noticing anything up there that works really well for you guys when it comes to uh, you know waterfowl hunting in water? Is it a certain deck, you know, decoy setup? Is it a number? Is it you know spinning wing decoys? Are they working up there? It usually depends on the wind how we set up our decoys. Yeah, like. We've had a lot of success with, uh, like, a J, a J spread. Yeah. Um, and, like, a little pothole. Because that's – all of our ducks really go in the little potholes in the gut and stuff until it freezes over, and then they'll go out in the big water. And then it's a little bit of a – a little bit of a different spread, I'd say. Like, but in the potholes, we only put maybe – I think the most we put out in a pothole is probably five mm. dozen, if that. Oh, wow. With, like, one mojo. Like, we don't really need that much. Yeah. It's yeah, pretty cool down here. Yeah, like around here, man, it, you know, it's, you know, like I said, those deer, those, uh, sorry, daggum, my, my head's on deer hunting right now. <laughs> you know, those ducks get so educated, I feel like by the time they get down here, you know, I've seen them literally see a mojo and just completely turn and just go the complete opposite. Yeah, we've had that too, a lot this year. Yeah. Sometimes we usually have to go pull it out. Yep. And we'll just use like a jerk rig or sometimes we won't even use anything. Yeah. And they'll still come. If, if it's windy enough, I normally don't use anything. But if, yeah. it, if it's not, then I'm definitely using the, 
the good old fashioned jerk rig, man. It's um, it works, man. Yeah, I, I made one up last year. You know, you see all these ones that are, you can buy them, and you know, I'm a cheap ass, and I try to make everything that I can. So, you know, I think I made four or five of them last year that worked out real well. Now, now I'm gonna have to rebuild them because the dog and they're not sinking lines, and now I need sinking lines. But, you know, it was a. Uh, it was just cool being all that, you know, when you design something and you make it and then you throw it out there and it actually works. You're like, ah, oh, this is fantastic. Because yeah. <laughs> I think for like wood ducks around here, man, like the wood ducks are not big fans of spinning wing decoys. And when I'm hunting woodies and little potholes around here, I mean, shoot, when I'm in like, you know, when I'm up in the timber, you know, not that we have like, you know, the Arkansas style timber hunting, but if I'm hunting the river and I'm hunting, hunting that, I mean, I might throw a dozen decoys and that's it. And yeah. they are very far separated. I mean, if that, half the time I'm only throwing six or seven um, wood ducks around here. It, it, they just don't really like coming to, to big spreads, I've noticed. And the only motion that the wood ducks around here like is just jerk rigs. They are terrified of spinning wing decoys. I don't know why. they just. Don't. Yeah, that's weird because down here we've had them almost laying on top of um, yeah. the yeah, and that's, that's, where I'm, that's where I'm hunting, right? So that's the crazy thing is like, you know, I was talking to a guy the other day, and, you know, it's just so different throughout throughout the state. And I'm sure it's like this in a lot of states, but I yeah. think Eastern Flyway is is its own beast in itself. Um, you know, it's not the same flyway as, as what those guys are getting in, you know, on the Mississippi Flyway or anything like that. And, you know, obviously it's different different bird species and it's just not nearly as, you know, prominent of a of a flyway. And so it's just interesting on how how different it is here compared to what it is north and what it is especially in different in different flyways. Mm-hmm. Now you have you guys been able to uh get out anywhere else besides Maryland? Uh yeah, last year I went up to Tennessee to turkey hunt and the second day I was up there I got one. Nice. Doing a little bit of doing a little bit of freelance up there and we were able i was able to get one down doing a uh, public land yeah nice how big was right it? by the uh the small towns i think it was greenville it was it was outside of greenville at tennessee yeah and uh yeah it was near the uh, smoky great smoky mountain so it was pretty it was a hell of a view i enjoyed it and uh, i mean it was a good time yeah it was pretty funny how i killed them too I, uh, I took the strutter and I was going up the, uh, it's like a, I wouldn't call it a mountain, but a real steep hill. And he, he was coming down the hill and I was just hiding behind the strutter and stuck his head up just far enough for me to shoot. And he just, he literally rolled down beside me. Like it was, it was just a crazy experience. I've never done anything like that. Yeah. And I, and I'm, I'm going to go back this spring. I'm hooked down there. Yeah. No, I mean, when you get to go and, and get one, like kind of like, like you said, like almost belly crawling behind, like holding it up. I mean, it's uh, dude, it makes it so much fun. I tell you what, turkey hunting is one of those things that I have just gotten addicted to. Once you oh yeah, and you know, especially you know, because after after the turkey se- after you know deer season's over, or after duck season, and around here, you know, calls work, but they don't really work that fantastic. I mean, your best friend around here is a whistle call, um, more than more than anything else because once again i feel like those birds are so educated by every asshat who can't really blow a call that well <laughs> by the time they get here you know they, they kind of know what's going on they kind of they kind of know the script they've seen they've seen it all but you know turkey you know after all that and then you can get out in the turkey woods where you can 
move around a little bit more and get a bird that's just talking back to you. It's, um, you know, it's one of those things that's just, it's hard to beat. I'm, uh, two birds away. I got to go hit my Rio and my Miriam in order to be able to finish my slam with a bow. So Mm -hmm. that's, uh, something I was hoping to do next year, but we decided that, uh, we're going to go back to Idaho and do a little bit more bear hunting. So my, uh, my, my, my turkey slam is, is on hold for at least, um, at least another, you know, at least for two years, but yeah. Trying to do everything that I can to to get that knocked out sooner than later. Yeah, so I mean, when it comes to when it comes to your setup, obviously, you know, we kind of talked about your decoys, your decoy spreads, you know, how many you guys are throwing. But uh, you know, when it comes to comes to your gun and your ammo, what are you guys what are you guys using? Well, I use uh, Federal Speed Shock. That's pretty much all I use. Yeah. And what do you, don't you use Migra? Yeah, I, I like I used to shoot heavy metal a lot, and then I started using Migra because one of my buddies had Migra, and man, I just absolutely love them. They, I've hit birds out to sixty yards with them, just completely folds them. I, I don't well, think I'll ever switch from Migra. Now, what size are you guys using? I mean, obviously, when you're going for goose specific, it's going to be different from when you're going to the wood ducks. You know, you're not shooting a wood duck with a BB, but um, what are you guys using size wise? I'll, I'll typically run probably two or three shot. Yeah. And then, yeah, I still use two or three shot for geese. What gun are you guys shooting? Well, I, I recently, I was shooting last year, it was a Browning. And this year I just bought a Beretta A300. Nice. And then. And then I, I uh, sometimes I take out my Benelli Super Venti, but most of the time I'm rocking the uh, Super Black Eagle 3. How do you like that? Oh, I love it. I had a problem with it. I'm not going to lie. When I first got it, it was shooting really high. So I had to send it back. And then after that, I mean, it's dead on now. But other than that, yeah, I love the gun. When it comes to, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you said you guys shooting pretty much number twos at everything. Are you changing, you know, your chokes, whether you're shooting a, you know, goose or whether you're duck hunting? No, we. I just run full. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Most of our shots are, I mean, it's kind of stupid to run full what we're doing. Most of our shots, I'm not even kidding, probably like, what, 10 yards, 10 to 20 <laughs> yards. Good Lord. This is They're dropping. Yeah, they're, they're folding every time. We were literally sitting there, and these two geese came in, and he didn't shoot them. I don't ask why I didn't shoot them. But I'm filming these geese, and I'm just waiting for them to shoot. And these things land probably the bottom of our feet on the way out. He gets out of the layout blind, and I mean they're not moving. He's he's literally walking up to them. <laughs> once they get up, you start shooting them. But like <laughs> they're just that dumb there. It's like insane how dumb they are there. That is so funny, man. Yeah, like. But now we don't really like uh, retrieving geese. Yeah, just because so he'll like pick it up, run with it for like three seconds, and drop it. Yeah. <laughs> he he hates them. That's for sure. <laughs> he'll go get them, but. It, you got to really get him going to go out there and get him. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's a good dog. When it comes to ducks, oh, my God, he's he's all for it. Yeah. So then he'll, th- he'll go run in the mud for him. Yeah. He'll go belly deep in the mud for a duck. But you give him a goose, and he'll think about it for sure before he goes. Yeah, he's going to look at you and be like, seriously? Yeah. You're really going to make me look at that freaking thing? That's all. He likes his honey buns, though. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, Yeah. 
I mean, it, when it we stop like at the gas it, station, you got to get Benelli a honey bun. <laughs> that's that's probably lot. why he's big, too, but he loves I was about them. to say. That's why, I mean, that's my excuse, I guess. We're going to have to get him some low-calorie honey buns this year. Exactly, <laughs> some gluten-free ones. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we all have a good night, and uh, and we'll talk soon. This episode of the What Off Season podcast is brought to you in part by Green Acre Sporting Goods. Family operated since 1970. They are the premier archery shop in Northeast Florida. They're the only place I go to. They carry all different makes and models. They allow you to shoot them. They can build you custom arrows. And they're no slouch on firearms either. So whether you're a gun hunter, archery hunter, or just a sportsman in general, go buy Green Acre Sporting Goods in Northeast Florida, and they'll take care of you as if you're family. Make sure you guys give Dirty Rope Co. on Instagram a look. They are hand-making, here in the United States, custom duck call lanyards as well as duck totes. So if you're a waterfowl hunter and you want to be unique out there on the marsh or in your water hole, your timber hole, they make fully custom lanyards for you. So check them out on Instagram and use code WHATOFFSEASON15 for 15% off. Once again, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the What Off Season podcast. Hope you found some value in today's episode. Make sure you guys are following us on Instagram to stay up to date on everything What Off Season. Mm-hmm.